people, and welcome to the Alliance Podcast. We are back with our uh, 27th episode since uh, the show started uh, at the beginning of the pandemic back in March. And I have to say, we've been very busy. We've got uh, lots of fans that have been listening to the uh, the educational uh, episodes that have to do with filmmaking, uh, some that have to do with the entrepreneurs, and we sprinkled in uh, a little fantasy football here and there, too. Uh, as a lot of you know, usually we're hosting with uh, Karen Hello, Nordahl, and Robert the Kid Calori, and sometimes Tony DePofi and Tony Welch when he likes to show his face. Depends who likes to be the guest to, to, to hang around with the host or the host guest, whatever you want to call them. But um, we've been super busy. I've been super busy finishing up uh, filming on Love, Dave. And Love, Dave's a feature film, as all of you know, uh, uh, going, going to be the MOBFI TV, which you can get the app at the App Store. Um, it's coming soon. It's a great thriller, dark comedy. And um, we had the, uh, the writer and director, Marcus Reyes, on several times to discuss it. We had Mike Mazza, who stars in it, uh, John Antorino, co-stars, myself, uh, trying to get Susan Lento on here. And uh, we have uh, something exciting tonight uh, for all the fans out there. It's not often that uh, you can get picked up out of nowhere and, and start your acting career with just a, a phone call um, at a left field. Uh, it just doesn't happen that way most of the time. And then to be on a podcast, follow-up podcast a couple of weeks later, uh, because we know who he is and we want everybody else to know who he is. Um, it, it, you know, when it goes like that and, and, and the road opens up for you, you got to drive down it. So here's how I'm going to do this. Every time I work with these names before I get to my guest, if I, when I had Ronnie, Ronnie uh, Garcio, it took me a long, it didn't take me a long time, but once someone had told me it wasn't Garcio, it was Garcio, I finally got Ronnie Garcio right, and then Tony DePoffi is Tony DePoffi, and it's not like I butchered these things, but you've got to know these people's names, which leads me to my next guest. My next guest uh, is an up-and-coming actor, He's making his debut in uh, Love, Dave, and uh, I know him for a, a, little, a little better than a year now, and I'm going to introduce him first by, his, by the name that I call him, which is Frankie. So, Frankie Pacello, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Sal. Good to be here. Ah, you know, now, I told you it was going to be a long interval before I got to you, um, but, you know, what he's not going to tell you is we were doing our... Peter Pike a pick, pick the peck of pickles earlier so that we would make sure. <laughs> or whatever it is, right? We can't. We, we had trouble figuring that out. <laughs> we don't know whether we're picking or we're pecking. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, we want to speak clearly, and, and Frankie does speak clearly. And so, Frank, um, let's get into your name first, because your actual name is Jean-Louis Francois. That's right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, a, a, it's been confusing, because uh, when you have a bougie French name like I do, uh, most people here don't uh, don't know what to do with that because it's just too too many names all over the place, and uh, and it, it doesn't help that it's got a French spelling too. So it's uh, it's not it's it's not spelt like John was, you know, like J O H N. It's spelt J E A N. So anyone who reads it is like, oh, it's Jean. So you know, it's just it's just been you know, thirty years of people butchering my name, which is you know, which is absolutely great. But you know, my uh, 
my aunt, when I was born, came to the rescue, <laughs> like, early on. Wait, 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 before you roll into this. Oh, yeah, because there's a whole story. I got to get you, you know, comfortable in your stool, <laughs> on your seat. Oh, yeah. And so, so when I say Jean-Louis Francois Porcello, I'm pronouncing it properly. Yeah, no, that's it, yeah. I mean, okay. if you want to get, like, re- yeah, that's, that's how you pronounce it, yeah. Well, before I get into the, the, uh, the history of it, where it comes from, uh, and you can tell me real quick. I remember when I was talking to Karen uh, Nordahl. Hello, Nordahl. And I uh, was also a production manager on Love, Dave. And, and we oh, yeah. were talking about your contract and uh, talking to Marcus Reyes about your name. And I said, you know, he's got a really great name. Um, we got to make sure that it's spelled properly on the contract. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's definitely been a struggle. So I'm assuming your contract was was proper. Your name was properly spelled on the contract. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that was like the first thing I always look at. It. Okay, they actually got it. All right, we're good. So, all right, so let's do this. We're gonna we're gonna cover a couple things while we have you because, and we're gonna also have you back. But before we get into the excitement of Love, Dave, and 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 all that stuff, let's talk about the name. And why don't you give your fans out there, your new fans out there, and your fans who are waiting for this, a little history on it. The name? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I was named after my uncle, who, who passed very early. It was very tragic. So, uh, uh, on my mother's side, so my, and I'm the firstborn, so my dad had no say in what I was being named. Like, she had total naming rights. So, I'm born, and my dad calls my aunt, who, uh, God, I don't know. So, how many people are on New Jersey Housewives, real quick? Like eight, eight, eight housewives. Eight. Show? I think eight. It's eight. Yeah, okay, I think so, it's eight. so my aunt Susan, love her to death. I think she was ninth in getting on that show. Uh, she, <laughs> okay. she, she, she just missed the cut. You know, uh, don't get me wrong, she's a sweetheart, love her to bits no, and pieces. But she's, she's got that. Yeah, she's got that big, intense New Jersey Italian personality. You know, uh, and so imagine her reaction when my dad called him up, called her up rather, and uh, told her that I had some super bougie French name. And she's like, you know, you just picture it. My dad, this little short Italian guy, very passive, pulls her up and she's super aggressive. He's like, hey, Susan, we got a son. Oh, Luigi, you're so blessed. Oh my God. And she goes into our whole New Jersey Italian thing. Oh, we're so, oh my God, our grandfather, our father's looking down on us right now. He's smiling. What's his name, Luigi? Oh, shit. Uh, goes in the whole French name and she just loses it. Like, I mean, I wasn't there. I was maybe two minutes old, but she she did her whole thing, <laughs> loses her mind. I'm not calling him that. What are you talking about, Luigi? What do you mean? What are you, are you such a pushover? You're so weak. What are you doing? We're not calling him that. What are you calling him? Yeah, we're going by his middle name. What? That's, that, that's even worse. I can't even imagine. Well, and you know, she just, just decided to call me Frankie out of thin air just because it was the only thing she could think of that started with an F and it sounded decently Italian. And so she's like, yeah, let's go with that. Whatever, you know. Cool, well, Frankie. Because he's gonna get beat up in school otherwise. So, bam, and that's uh, and that's how Frank was born. Well, you know, and and obviously, you know who won. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. You know, but I mean, you know, it's just you know when you're younger, I think that you know with my name, it's Salvatore, and it's L R D C, but it's Salvatore R D C, whatever. Some right. people, you know, you you think of your name sometimes. You go, you know, why can't I have just been a, a shorter name? Especially back in my time, where they picked on people picked on each other as as a routine of life, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's not like it, it is today where it is, it's all taboo and, and, you know, you end up on medication or you have a breakdown. If yeah. Or some sort of, abrogate, yeah, right. Yeah. Like you lived with it back then and, and then you learned to give it out 
And then yeah. you rolled around with a few people, and, and then it changed. You know, you kind of earned your way out of whatever uh, uh, they were doing to you. But um, Oh, yeah. There was no advocacy group in, in like, high school. Like, you know, the, the stop the bullies. It was like, you know, you get shoved in a locker, you fight, you fight back. It's like, you figure it out. Yeah. You know, that's... Well, Right, so you have the long name when you're younger, and you think you oh, wish yeah. you had it differently. But then when you're older, it sounds so sophisticated. It oh sounds yeah, so uh, exotic is the oh, word. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think a lot of the uh, ladies are going to be uh, looking for Jean Louis Francois. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely it definitely when we uh, w- when I bring it up at like a bar, they they, they love to know like, who's got a name like that. No one, no one's got a name like that. And all around here, it's like in, in New York, it's like very uncommon. I've met one person in my entire life with the exact same name as me. So of course. It's, so it's almost like you're at a bar, right? You're talking to a girl, and you know, you this is that moment where they, they well, what's your name? You know, my name and my name is Gail. What's your name? And if she's really super, you know, some you know, classy and whatever she's got going on, all of a sudden you go into your oh, it's Jean Louis. <laughs> now, if it, it, now, if you're in a different thing, and maybe, you know, yeah, my name's Frankie. <laughs> yeah, multiple, yeah, exactly. I got, like, multiple identities. It's great. So you, could go, you can go either way. I can go either way. Yeah, exactly. Right. Feel it out. All right. So we, we, we got that story. So let's talk a little bit about how we met. So what a lot of people don't know about you, and, and you know, I, I always said, to, I say to all my guests when they're on here, and they all know that, if we go into places they don't want to go, we just ask for another show. But um, first of all, you're in, you're in healthcare. You're also a fantastic bartender. Oh, and when, when, when we say bartender, we don't – we're talking about uh, uh, Market, Street in, Market Street in Philly. Charlie is a sinner uh, bar where the guy who's in there is a Scientologist. He, he's got this science to how he creates all his drinks. And you're one of those people who can, from a toxicology standpoint, <laughs> toxic uh, I like that, yeah, yeah, can create. Um, if if someone, I think I was sitting next to somebody, I think it was Karen, who said to you, "I want to be refreshed in this with this drink," and you went, "I'll be right back." Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I got I got a couple go tos that 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 serve me well for sure. But uh, yeah, well, the first time we met, it was it was you and Karen. At the bar, and you guys were just totally, yeah, like, you just wanted to be experimented with. You're like, yo, just bring it all. Like, what do you got? Let's see what you got. And we just had fun with it. And, and that's, that's how we got kicked off. And then, and then the first, one of the first things you said to me, too, uh, was, you gotta be an actor. Because the way we were vibing with each other, you were just like, you got the personality for it, you gotta do it. Which is, well, you know, it's something yeah. I've been hearing for a long time. Because, you know, I've been in the, the restaurant industry for a decent long time, so, Enough people have, you know, seen me in my element, and they uh, almost everyone goes, "Are you an actor?" Well, I, it's almost funny to tell them. It's like I'm, I'm like the furthest thing from it. I'm getting into like nursing. It's just like I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not uh, like I'm in like the hard sciences, not uh, focusing on acting really. And here but we are. That's the flip side of it, so right? If you go, yeah. I mean, you, in one end, you know, and and this this is probably very helpful to you um, when uh, evolving as a human being. Because I, I kind of equate this to myself when I was younger. You know, I was a carpenter by trade. I had my own home improvement and repair business. I, I'm, I could do plumbing. I could do electrical. A lot of people don't know that about me now, but people who knew me then know that about me now. 
and yeah. you you know you then you're a police officer and then you're an actor and then you're a songwriter and you're a stripper and you're crazy so you become well-rounded so you're you're well-rounded you have this thing where you know I'm a bartender but I'm an artist as a bartender and then you know I'm in I'm in healthcare and then you know as a nurse and then now in nursing and now you go to the other side of this and now you're compl- you're kind of like growing this circle and you get into the arts now when I saw you I said well he has the look and I think at the time it's not that long ago, but it was long enough that a lot – things keep growing in leaps and bounds for me in acting, where I go from uh, just BG and, and people laughing at you for showing up in little places if your face gets seen, to creating things, to writing books, to now right. doing leads and doing all kinds of stuff and being in some sort of demand, working Pacino, whatever. Sure. This, is, this isn't about me. But now here at that time, uh, I'm getting closer and closer to where I want to be, and then I look at you and I say, holy crap, this guy, has got the look, he's an extrovert, he speaks well, he's funny, and he has no problem joining in joining a serious conversation with a laugh. Oh, yeah. And that's, no, you know? You, you got to bring a laugh at least a, a little bit to a sensitive topic sometimes, otherwise it gets too serious and then people get upset and then we don't want that. You know, it's just, I've never especially in a bar environment, either. you know? That's the only thing I've never seen you do. I haven't seen you. If you've done it and you've been angry, you you oh, really no. you don't you don't you don't do anger uh, openly for people to see. No, only when I'm driving. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around here, my God, you know, you you got on the hush around two o'clock in the afternoon. Any time, really, any time before uh, midnight, I, and you'll see me at my worst. Oof. But that's pretty much it. I uh, you know, and that and that brings me back to a dear friend of mine who just passed uh, my friend uh, Bruce. Yeah. And and Bruce used to call me on the phone every day, and this is why it was so hard for me. And he would call me, and on we would talk every day. We were coworkers and stuff, but he was in Syosset, and I was here. And he used to do this: he'd get on the phone, "Hey, what's going on? Yeah, your day all right? Yeah, then, I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker! I can see you. I'll get out of my fucking car. I'll cut your fucking throat. I'll cut it. I'll cut." So, so what else did you do today, Sal? And that's how it would go the whole the whole ride. Just, just so seamless, seamlessly flows that, like puts that into the conversation real quick. Yeah. Just, you yeah. fucking, do you think you're a yeah. grandmother? You want to make it to be a great grandmother? <laughs> like, oh, well, all right, okay. Like so, so did, did did the director call you? You know, like that's 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 that's, that's how it would go. So, I I I, I could see you now being this patient young man getting in the car that I'll fucking cut you, you motherfucker. Hey, Sal, how's everything going? Sure. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Day, oh, for sure. Oh, I did it. You know what always gets me are, are, are the bicyclists on, like, Sunday afternoon when there's, like, a horde of them, like 40, oh, yeah. and they just yeah. take up, like, two lanes on, you know, a, a highway, and, like, who who let you do this? What, what made you think this is okay? You know, it takes one guy in, like, a G-Wagon going 150 just one time, and he's taking out 30 of you. Like, what are you thinking? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just, what always gets me is the guys that are going, like, 10 miles an hour up a hill. I get it. You know, it's a great workout. I'm not going to take that away from him. But don't do it when I'm driving, please. Just stick to the trails. <laughs> oh, my God. Stick to it's the crazy. Oh, yeah, you stick know. to the trails. Yeah, exactly, man. That's, right. what I try, that's what I do. Now I can't do it so much because the Upper West Side has been inundated with different people. But uh, right. we, used to, we ride a lot over there. But um, so so uh, we know each other, and we I've talked about you being an actor and getting into modeling and things of that nature, not just once, but a whole bunch of times. Oh yeah, since you, the day and, you met me. Yeah. And yeah. I, oh yeah. And, and you know, here, and here's here's the ironic part of this for for everybody who's 
for all our fans, your fans, that your new fans. Mm. And um, I says to uh, so what happened was Love Dave is shooting, and for those of you, you all know what Love Dave is. If you've been listening, obviously uh, Marcus Reyes, the filmmaker uh, and the uh, creator and owner of Mopsy TV. Um, he uh, this feature film is coming soon. It's, it's going to be about an hour and twenty minutes or so. It's going to be just right on the spot for everybody, just to get enough of what they need, something fresh. Um, that has to do with a love story in some sense uh, that get turned on its head, you know, as it, as as someone becomes a killer in it. So what happens is they had somebody in mind for the role. And I don't know what happened, but I think there was schedule issues because he's also an actor and had other things going on. So they said, hey, you know, it, it, we have to shoot today. We have to do this. We have to do that. So uh, they got a hold of me. And... I didn't at first think of you, and it's not because I didn't think of you. It's because it just wasn't in my head at the time to say, well, wait a minute, let's call Frankie. So I was thinking of my friend Adam. Adam is an actor, as you know, is in Alliance, and Adam Moname, and, uh, and you met Adam because he ended up oh, yeah. on set with you. Yeah, you yeah, good dude. Yeah, he, and he worked with you on, on the scene. So what happened with Adam is um, – he had uh, obligations with the kids and everything else. And this is how history is, is, you know, usually develops for somebody. And he had something to do. He has got young kids and one was sick and he couldn't really commit to anything lengthy. And it's fine. No problem. So I remember Karen and we're in the living room. She looks at me, she goes, why don't you call Frank? I said, Frankie? She says, yeah. She says, you've always been saying this and that. I said, you know, I, I do want to call him. Do you think, you know, he's going to have a problem with 24 hour notice and six pages of script, <laughs> maybe 10 pages of script. And she's like, I don't know, but it's worth a shot. And besides, maybe this is his time. So I really, Karen was the one who really threw your name in there. And then I reached out to you. And so I called you and I said, okay, listen, this is what you're going to, what we'd like you to do. There'll be a contract. We'll give you a script, but you only got 24 hours. So what goes through your head when I approached you on this at first? So I was, I was pumped at the idea. I loved the idea because uh, I'd never been in a movie before, and I'm always, down, I'm always ready to try something totally new and exciting. And this was, this was exactly that. And the opportunity just, present, it just plapped in my lap. I'm like, okay, let's go, like, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. So now, all right, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I was just going to say, like, that night, I had, I had plans to, like, go to the city. I was going to hang out with a couple of my buddies. And then you called me, and I was like, "Hey, let's go. We got the script. Like, I I love you for like the 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 role. Let's let's do it. Like, you think you could do it? I'm like, yeah. Let's just let's just go for it. So I had like, you sent the script, and then I had like five hours that day. And then I'm out at night, and I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. I'm going through the script. Like, anytime there was a, even a slightly dull moment, I'm like, okay, yep, yeah, get this down, get this. Okay, trying to drill it into my head. And it, I think it came out okay. I mean, considering I've never done this before, like I went right for it. I was like, yeah, let's go. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I think you're going to do much better than okay because I had watched you uh, film some of it because we were both on set for uh, different right. scenes. That's right. Um, in fact, I'm sure you watched me do mine 14 times. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was a good thing I got a lot of practice at being a drunk. But um, <laughs> so I... I I watched you I, I, from across the room, and I'm saying, I'm going to give him a couple of tidbits because what a lot of young actors do. Now, mind you, 
You're not taking any classes. You oh, yeah, no. No Meisner, no Strasburg, nothing oh, yeah. to fall on. No, no, no. Right? Oh, I, I needed all the help I could get at first. I had no idea what I was doing. It was I was totally out of my element at first. I never had a camera like that, like the the, the big camera with a huge lens, just like propped up right in my face. And but the first thing I wanted to do was is, is look at it. That's all I wanted to do was just look dead at the center of this lens. And you know, you obviously can't do that, or else it's all you know. It's, yeah. You, you, it, it, you it, can't it, do that. It's a friend. It's in the room. <laughs> right. You, yeah. You don't pay attention to it. Right. The creepy stranger you just ignore. Just let him, let him do his thing. But, you know, it, it's, everything was new to me. And then you came over and just gave me a couple of pointers. And as I took your advice and I just kind of got more comfortable in the situation, then I just kind of started to incorporate, like, my. I just felt natural. Just started to incorporate my own style into it. And the next thing you know, like the next couple of scenes, uh, we're flying through. It just, it was just normal. It just felt right. Well, you know, and I and I said to them, they said to me, so what you, What can you tell me about him? And I was like, oh, he's going to be great. Don't worry about it. I said, he's going to be fine. You're going to love the way he looks. You're going to love the way he sounds. He's he's great. He's, what's his experience? Well, don't worry about that. He's going to be really good, and he's he's, he's a young actor. He's going to be fine. So now I'm thinking to myself, Mike Mazza, you got, you got Mike Mazza. And you got the right attitude, too, because Mike Mazza has the same attitude, uh, you know, and Marcus does, too, in some sense. And so does Johnny. Just keep it coming. I'll get it done. Just keep it coming. Yeah. And if you have that drive, then you can get through it. But I got to be, I got to be honest with you. What you were thrusted into doing and how you handled it, um, is incredible because it's, it's, it's really not something people are able to do. Now you're playing, uh, Dave's best, uh, is his roommate and best friend, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I'm his roommate and his best friend. Right. Okay. So, you're you're playing that, and you you know without we don't get too deep into the movie because we want to we don't want to uh, give it all away. Yeah, but, yeah don't want to ruin the surprise. But for what we know, David is going through a super hard time. Right, he's going right, and he has embraced a sex doll, and has as we like to say, he has gone dolling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, and that doll and him uh, get so intertwined that he now becomes uh uh um uh, the best way to say it murderous <laughs> yeah that's that's a good way to put it yeah yeah he changes and a little bit this, yeah in the, yeah and in this time he's got people who screw around uh giving him a hard time and you're his friend you're his best friend trying to make sense out of the breakup right right and uh, yeah and and he he kind of comes off to me as just one of those when I was reading the script and reading his interactions with, with, uh, with Dave, he didn't come off as like a genuine good, like a good friend, you know, someone who really cared about what Mike, uh, like Mike, uh, Mike's character really, uh, his be- like what was best for him. He was just there for a good time. So he was there maybe as a, a small form of support, but not, not really there for him. And that kind of manifests, uh, manifests itself in a certain way. And, uh, you know, for those of us uh, listeners who are going to watch the movie, you'll find out more as you, as you see it. Uh, but I, I, I kind of just saw him as like this typical, like, asshole bro. You know, you've seen, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen him at the bar. You've seen him at frat houses, stuff like that. And I, we've all bumped into one another. I've seen plenty of him throughout my life. So I just kind of incorporated what I'd seen, you know, at the bar or in real, like anywhere else. And I just threw everything I could into that character. And so you don't practice Strasbourg. 
but you 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 but you you did utilize a Strasbourg method where you call upon a past experience to help create the character. Yeah, there you go. I well, sure I I know I knew that actually. Yeah, of course, of course. Strasbourg, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, and 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 I'm practicing all the time, and really. The only reason that I can give you the quick tidbits that I did is because my teacher, Andy Montez, is one of the best. He teaches all around the world. Mm. And, you know, he was Danny, he's Danny Aiello's cousin. Danny Aiello passed away years ago, but uh, was in a ton of movies, including The Godfather and other things. And um, when Anthony teaches you, he wants, I told you, to be truthful and to listen. And right. that's the important part. Be truthful and to listen. And if it feels too heavy, you push that weight on the other person uh, because you don't want to be doing all of it. Um, and, and that's hard to understand. And you start to understand that, as you probably saw me going through my scenes, uh, at least that scene, several, uh, four, maybe 12, 13 times that Marcus had me do it from different angles and everything. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you know, you, you notice I don't come out of character. Um, I, I, it just doesn't work for me. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Did you, did you, I don't know if you got that deep. Did you come out or did you, I mean, you know, did you feel different at moments where you just didn't want to be distracted because you were in that, once you got the, 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 the flow of who he was, you didn't want to miss any, any cues or anything? It, it, you know, I, now you mention it, no, I didn't really come out of character because once it was like this big rolling, like this snowball effect. Once I started to get comfortable and once I started to think about who this character was and really start to through everything, like all my past experiences and people I know who are, I thought could be like this guy, I just kind of embodied that and I just kept going with it. And anytime I was practicing like a scene or I was like Mike and I were going back and forth, just running over lines, like I really made sure that like I just kept doing it all day. And, you know, they're really like the whole day we were filming, like we really didn't have that much downtime. It was just, uh, you know, that, that one point where we went to, uh, to Long Branch to film. Like, that was pretty much the only downtime I had. So the rest of the, well, it was, we were there, like, what, 17 hours? We were we were messing around, filming? Like, like that whole time, I was, yeah. yeah, I mean, the whole time I was just, I was either, we were either filming scenes, so I'm just playing ass in, or I'm running over the lines with Mike. So, like, the, basically the whole time, I, I didn't have a moment to really step out of character, because I wanted to be the best asshole friend that I could and it just for me to do that it just kind of it just kind of worked out that way just I just had to keep keep on doing it until the words coming out of my mouth felt natural well a lot of people don't know this um and you know they know the part of watching the film they know the part of watching a tv series but they really don't know what goes into filming it and it's not because they you know they, they just they're short-sighted it's just because you just can't imagine it so when we you're painting a picture for that day now that day starts out at lazy boy saloon in one plane at eight o'clock in the morning uh -huh. and earlier than that if you're you're getting up to get over there and then you got to get you you know ready and if you need makeup then you do makeup and then you know you're making your wardrobe is right you don't want to over rehearse because you don't want to burn your brain out and that's i think i came up to you and said don't you know take a breather you know a couple of yeah times. you did say that yeah you did say you, that because then when it's time to spit it out, it sometimes isn't, it, it can get jumbled up because you're exhausted mentally from burning yourself out leading up to it. But at any rate, so for a day, you get done, you, go, you, you shoot all morning, or you wait, and then you shoot, 
And then right. you wait, and then you shoot, and then you shoot, and you shoot, and you shoot. And then they say to you, okay, well, now you're going to drive almost two hours to see out in Long Branch, New Jersey. And by the way, you're going to be there probably to well after midnight. So your, your, your night, your day goes from 7 o'clock in the morning whenever you got up, up to about 2 in the morning when you got home. That's, that's really what happens. And more so when you're doing uh, films like this, where you want to get them done as quickly as, can, as you can and move through these scenes as ex- expeditiously as you can. Right. Um, so you really, you really got work. So at what point during the whole thing can you actually remember where you said, wow, I'm, really, I'm in my stride now. I know who this guy is. is there, was there a moment of that? Because I've seen you in the back of the, of the Celtic bar up the, in, in uh, Long Branch, and I was watching you. I had just gotten there. You know, my limo just dropped me off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just, exactly. Just, I just arrived there, and um, I was getting ready for my scenes, which didn't come for quite a while because of your scene. Um, but it looked like... They just couldn't stop filming me, Sal. They, could, they, they couldn't get the camera off me. They couldn't get enough of you. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and that must have been funny for you when you walked through the Celtic and thought, hey, you guys need me to make a few drinks back there. So, <laughs> but, you know, you get out there. I watched you do what you were doing. And so at what point did you actually find your stride where you were actually buddies with, with Dave? So that... Your character. So the moment... It was actually at that bar. So there's a scene where we go and we go at it and I have a chance to just yell at him and he's yelling at me right back. And we are just, we saw, we were running through it back and forth and I just, I was able to like, just really let it out. It's just, just not like fully just scream at the top of my lungs, but you know, just really get like angry, you know, channel that, you know, that traffic jam anger that I would get, you know, stuck on the hutch or something like that. Just like really give it to him. And he would do it right back. And then we ran through that four or five times so that it was fluid. So when we started filming, it was just, it was like, an, it felt like a real fight. Like two friends just going at each other. Like a miss over whatever it was. It just, it just felt, it just felt normal. You know, like, yeah. so that, that's, that's when it really started to, when I really started to get comfortable with who, uh, Right. Who uh, my character was. Right, exactly. And, and Bryson is the name of the character. Right, Bryson, that's right. We were neglecting to get to that, but I, I, I wanted him to talk more about himself before he talked about Bryson, but Bryson is who he was, and Bryson is Dave's friend. So, I mean, I don't want to, I, we're not going to give away too much, but I understand you have, so to be thrown completely into the, the hot uh, cauldron of, of uh, boiling water, right. you know, in today's, filming uh the way they film now you know they always shot women and they always shot women's behinds and breasts and whatever they shoot and now they shoot full frontal for men so you didn't have that happen but you have a shower scene in this i do i do so how did uh, what was the mental you don't have to give what what give away what goes on in that because you know obviously your your fans out there and they're all going to get to see you in the shower scene but how did you prepare yourself for that? Because now you're switching gears a little bit because now you're coming out of your clothes and that's a comfort zone for, for most actors. Didn't bother me. Um, kind of wish there was like a gym on site. I could have gotten a fresh pump before I got on, you know, make the fran- <laughs> give, give the fans something real nice, you know. Uh, but uh, it, that, that honestly didn't bother me. Uh, uh, 
like, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I was doing anything extraordinarily crazy. It was like no different. I, like I had a towel on. So it was like, to me, it was like no different than walking out on a, on a beach with like a bathing suit or something like that. Uh, so it, it, it didn't, it didn't bother me. I didn't, I, and I, I didn't have it in my head that like, Oh, all these people are going to see the movie and I'm going to be like, you know, pretty much naked for this, for the scene. They're all going to see it. Well, like, yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, you know, especially with like, uh, my background in nursing and everything else. Like I, we've all seen each other in our nursing program, like to one extent, like, you know, not totally naked, but like we've had to study each other. to help understand, uh, you know, the human body or we touched each other in like places, not like as a sexual thing, but like as a medical thing. So to me, it wasn't like, I'm not thinking of it as like, Oh, I'm like naked and vulnerable. It's just like, I don't just a body just walking around. Like that's yeah, all it was. I, I do. I understand that in part of the instruction in, in being involved in that type of, of healthcare when you're talking about nursing and things like that, that some of the training has to do with working the bodies and, and not, and being able to work the bodies uh, from that standpoint. Right. So that, that's good because again, again, it, it, you know, you're naturally doing Strasburg. Lee Strasburg was a big time actor and many, many, many years ago. And you know who he was if you watch, uh, if you don't know who he is, <laughs> if you see the, the Godfather part two, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then you know did you know who he was because he was uh Michael Corleone's rival. And mm-hmm. um you know, he, he played Hyman Roth, which was the Jewish man who was the rival who was trying to, to uh lure Michael in and all this other stuff. But anyway, this is a big time actor who's been around a long time and then he opened up his school and he, he taught a lot of people and Charlie Lawton was another uh person that was uh part of that. And he's another old-time actor and was really close friends with Al Pacino. And Al Pacino, of course, went to Strasbourg. And, uh, you know, then I got to work with Al. But mm-hmm. you um, you were practicing something you've never been exposed, exposed to uh, from a technical uh, or, or to standpoint or even from text. Right. No, so, yeah, no, no exposure whatsoever. This is just, it just maybe, became natural. What came natural, which was very good. And or maybe and and also just a couple of tidbits that we, I was able to get to you so you steadied right. yourself and you understood where what the frame was and a lot of people don't understand when you're acting you need to know how much frame you have to work with that and, that was different I had because I I move naturally a lot when I talk back and forth arms are flying all over the place so for some of the time he's like okay you can only move this much oh yeah yeah uh, oh okay um. I'll yeah. try, but I, I I talk with my body, so I'm like let's see let's see how this goes. So there's definitely a couple of times where <laughs> where he was de- well, Marcus was definitely just like, could you just stop moving? <laughs> so yeah. like, like just, you're out of focus again. You're out of focus. All right, let's do it. Let's do it again. All right, like you know so that that was definitely a point of frustration for him a couple of times. But we worked through it, and it came out great. Uh, you know, so once I figured out like you know how to just sit still a little bit more and not be so excited, then it all. Well, they were they were thrilled by you, and um, so I know you know you did well, and I can't wait to see the finished product. Of course, I have six, five or six scenes in it myself, mm. and uh, Ross is a uh, a very interesting character as well. He plays uh, the owner of the auto repair place, and Dave works for him, and he's not uh, very fond of Dave, and he's he's got his own life problems with his divorce and drinking problems, so. Uh, it's a very dramatic film when you start dealing with people who uh, like that and 
you're you're dramatic in in some of the parts of it. I'm dramatic. Oh, the, the, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, the film is going to be charged up uh, quite a bit, which is going to add, I guess, to the story and 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 getting on that train that Dave is a train and you're on, you know, he he or or he's the tracks and everybody's on top of him, you know, on the tracks and it's mm-hmm. just running the tracks, you know, till they're flattened out. Oh, but, yeah, um, right to the know, ground. Eventually, what is the track going to do? It's going to break or it's going to throw you off of it. So I'm extremely excited uh, about what's to come with that. And, I, and I, it's going to take a, a little bit of time for them to get through They're in post-production uh, through editing. And I think they have some pickups to do. There's a few other uh, things that have to be reshot, but that's just like every other film. But they did a pretty decent job of getting most of it uh, done um, or filmed um, in a couple of months where people take six months to make a film. Right. So, um, all right. So we have this great opportunity. You you get through Love, Dave. Who's the first person that talks to you about it when you get done shooting? Who do you talk to you about it first outside talk- of um, your co-stars? I uh, Well, my cousin lives in Red Bank, so – I went to see him on the way home because uh, Long Branch is like, what, 10 minutes away? So it was, it was yeah. you know, I just stopped by. Like, you'll never believe what I just did today. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that was the first time I had actually seen him since uh, the uh, pandemic started. So, you know, and in that time he had had, you know, he had his first daughter. So it was like, it was a pretty, you know, awesome time to see him. And obviously we were like definitely social distancing and everything else. He was like 12, you know, on the other side of his patio, uh, far on the other side of the patio, you know, saying hi to, you know, my, my cousin, like, what is it? When your cousin's daughter, I always get confused with the family in-law names. It always throws me off. I guess uh, it's like second cousin. No, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was pretty awesome to, you know, see, see family like that after not seeing him for so long. And then on top of that, I got this, awesome story about hey guys you never believe what by i did today <laughs> by the way uh i'm gonna be in a movie and then and, and, and everyone just turns their heads and go what it's like yeah that's what i was doing today that's why i'm in the area i was filming I was on, a movie i was on location <laughs> right yeah right exactly so well so, go ahead no, no, it's just everyone gets a kick out of it because it just throws them off. It's like, what? How do, what? This is not even something you're, you've been talking about, you know, nursing and then, you know, barking and everything else. And now you're, now you're an actor. Like, what is this? Like, how, like, like a switch army knife. You have all these different things you're doing. Like, <laughs> like yeah, but uh, it's, you know, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. And uh, everyone I've talked to is excited about the movie. Uh, I think uh, we're going to get, I don't know. Couple, couple hundred people subscribe to Mophie TV just from the people I've told at the bar and everyone else. Whoa. So definitely excited about that. And you know what? And that's and I'm sure Marcus Reyes appreciates that. I think he's doing really well with that. And he, you know, there'll be other projects. He's he has VIP. He has Brick. Um, those yeah, Matchless is, uh, is another thing, which is a comedy that I I wrote and that uh, he'll will be contracting with him and and down the road of uh, my Alliance series which is a crime drama. So there will be other things and you probably will be, you know, you'll be called upon to come back oh, and yeah. do different stuff. Oh which, yeah. You know, it's all the more reason to, to, to get sharp and stay sharp. And what I'm doing right now with um, Mike Mazza, as a matter of fact, is I have zoom. So we're, we're doing like a zoom 25 minutes where we do acting, uh, uh, techniques and, and exercises and we run some script and we're going to do it once a week so we can stay fresh because with the COVID issue, it's a little harder to, to 
you know, to do, well, you know, well, the way we used to do it. Then we want to keep busy with it so you don't lose your edge. But, you know, maybe you, yeah, can, of course. Join you can join us once in a while and yeah. it, it, it'll, it'll give you some things to call upon so you have some tools in your toolbox in your toolbox when you go into these things that you can call upon relaxing relaxation uh, exercises exercises to get you ready to go verbally all that stuff but um sure so you definitely want to come back and you definitely want to work again oh yeah no if there's another opportunity like I, I, I'd love to do it again it was honestly so much fun uh, and it was a very cool experience just to you know get myself out there diversify myself a little bit and do something that I actually, you know, I, I didn't realize how much, how much I would uh, enjoy doing it. And then, you know, here I am, next thing you know, like, thanks to you, you know, I'm doing this movie and was having a great did, time finding something I like doing. Did you get tired at any point during it? No, you know, um, no, no, I didn't. I think, I think part of it is because I was pretty amped up just, you know, because it was, it was exciting, but I'm also used to these long days, man, between working, uh, you know, working long bar shifts where you're there 12, 18 hours a day, you know, running around nonstop. Like it's, it, it, I didn't really get tired at any point. I think I, I might get fatigued going, I get fatigued going towards the end of the night. Yeah. The thing is being in the police, uh, when I was in the police department, especially when I was a patrolman before I made grade as a detective, uh, the rotating shifts, anything that ran me into 16 to 21 hours, yeah. what happens to me is if I pass through midnight, then I wake up. And if I wake up, then it's hard for me to go back to, to go to sleep at all. Right. And yeah. so that's what happens to me. So you'll have that lull and then my body will somehow find this thing that it, it had years ago and then it'll just keep going. Um, it's almost a curse, but uh, it, it does have it. So if, if we're working that long, then I'm hoping that that I'm hitting my stride again. Yeah. Now, so how is it? We, we don't have too much time, but I, Left, but I do want to get into a few other things before we um, sure. we move on. Um, what was it like working with Mike Mazza? Because I know I spent a lot of time with Mike. Uh, as he would say, I'm sweating all over him. <laughs> 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 yeah, joking around, but it, a lot of fun on set. Yeah, uh, it was it was great work with Mike, uh, and he and he and he definitely worked with me uh a bunch uh running through the scene because he knew i'd gotten the script you know 24 hours earlier so we he was he was always willing to work with me uh he was and once we got like a, a little bit of chemistry going it was really fluid uh i i felt very comfortable working with him i enjoy working working with him a lot uh yeah just, how about marcus Mark was great. I mean, honestly, the whole crew, everyone there, they're very supportive, um, very easy to work with, uh, a lot of great ideas, too. Like, like towards the end of the, when we were filming in Long Branch, just watching them, like, work together, and there was, there was, the chemistry was just so great, and, and these, some of the ways that, um, when you really start to see Dave lose his mind, the way some of it's filmed, it just, it was, it was really cool to watch them do it, and then just to, just to kind of see the raw copy uh, on the camera of them running through it. It came out really nice, and and just watching everyone work together, they, they did a great job, and everyone was very supportive. Uh, knowing you know it was you know not I was you know an amateur actor just trying to figure this out, and you know I think every, you know, considering everything that was going on uh, with COVID and everything else, everything went really smoothly. I think, and you know you're gonna. One thing that's going to happen to you, which it happens to me, 
as I started, ended up in more things like being in uh, the Irishman and now Homicide City. I feel like last night I was sitting on the, the couch with Karen. It was like, you know, Karen, this is so bizarre. You ever think about that? She goes, what? She goes, you know, I could just go right on Amazon right now and go to episode two, season season two, episode three of Homicide City and watch myself on TV, which is kind of bizarre. Or, yeah. or yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Or the Irishman and see me speak to him. So I watched myself on Homicide City last night and I was like, holy shit. You know, I, I mean, wow. So that's going to happen. That's going to happen for you. Yeah, that's that is something I thought about. And after hearing my own voice and just wondering, like, wow, that's that. Is that what I sound like? Who who? Who would be friends with me with a voice like that? Like honestly, you know, uh, I, it's just I'm, I'm very interested to see like wh- what my act- uh, reaction is going to be seeing myself on TV because I've never I've never seen that before. You know, besides like whole movies from when I was like five years old. You know, but like actually seeing myself acting out like someone else's lines and trying to personify myself as a totally different person. It's gonna. It's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I I look forward to it. Uh, but there's, there's going to be a little bit of uh, getting used to it, you know? Yeah, I think it's William Shatner who doesn't like watching himself on TV. Yeah. Um, he doesn't, and uh, there's a couple other actors that don't. They just, and I just often wonder myself, well, how do you know what you know what you want to change if you don't see yourself, you know, uh, do some things? That, because I know there were things that I changed so many things as sure. over the years. And you'll you'll start paying attention to your ticks. You'll start paying right. attention, yeah. you know. And some of your ticks you'll keep because that'll just personify who you who you are, and people will right. recognize you by the tick. And any other ticks you'll be like, okay, I'm relying on something there. I mean, I can't rely on something. Let me right. throw pressure on the guy in front of me. Right. And uh, like I've done a couple. Like when I did Isabella, it was uh, Isabella was a comedy. When I did, um, there was a scene where I kind of ravished this woman. And uh, it, it's a comedy, but it, and I had to do this, me and this, this beautiful young lady, we had to do this thing like 10 times, maybe 12. And mm-hmm. in the first couple of times when you're getting it on like that and everybody's watching you, you're like, okay, we're doing it, we're doing it, this is great. And then, you know, you, you, the passion starts to kick in because you have to start being really close to one another. And then all of a sudden... You're doing it for the ninth time, and you're looking at each other like, I don't want to fucking touch you another minute. <laughs> you know, like, and it gets that because a lot of people think there's a lot of ecstasy or, or a lot of erotica going on in there. But quite frankly, by the time you get to the end, you're like, I just, I just need a break. Get off me. <laughs> get off me. That's it. Get off yeah. me. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, we might even have said that to each other at some point. I'm not sure. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, I want to have you back. Oh, I yeah, absolutely. Do, I want to do some more uh, conversations, but I want to get you back with um, uh, members of the cast and crew from uh, Love, Dave. So I'm going to have you back again. I want to thank you, Frankie, for, for coming on the show. Of course, man. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll probably air this thing uh, as soon as Karen ed- edits it, and um, which will be very soon. Um, and I'll get it to you. And I, everybody's probably going to be waiting for it because they're going to want to hear a little bit about you. But again, you work over at uh, Lily's in White Plains, and uh, at times, if they can find you at the right time, because you're in mm-hmm. a demand for other things. That's right. Um, you know, so tune in to Mopfi TV to see Love Dave, to see Jean Louis Francois Pocello, <laughs> or as I know him, Frankie, in his role as Bryson 
um, in Love, Dave, and what is going to be probably something very refreshing for uh, everyone who's, uh, you know, this post-COVID thing as we start to come out of it uh, is dying for something, but dying for something new. So, uh, again, Frank, thanks for coming on. And I have to do my signature ending, so you can just go with it. Uh, you can say goodbye first if you like. No, yeah, well, thanks, yeah. thanks for having me, man. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what everyone's got to say when the movie comes out. Oh, yeah. See you soon. Take care. Run with a stick. Never, never home. Run with a stick.